Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Isaiah 60 says this, it says, Rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned, and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned, and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Say you. Say me. Now look at the person next to you. Streams from you. That the glory of Yahweh would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. How's that going to happen? The glory of your new day. It streams from you. Yahweh has been so on me, so on me about this before you were formed, you. The before you were you, you were you. (laughs) That tongue twister, that... That has impacted my heart in ways I can't describe to you unless you've experienced it yourself. Before I knew you, you were you. And there's so many things that I can sit around and tell myself about me that truly are not true about me. And there's so much weight and so much junk that a lot of us carry But we're kingdom sons and daughters. That is right. But this is how we tell ourselves. We say we're kingdom sons and daughters. You know, so that's that's not existent. And that's not true. And Abba always wants us to make an exchange. And the only exchange that can take place is when you look him in the eyes. And you're willing to say that this new day, this thing that I believe is birthing in this nation, in this tribe, and across the world streams through not me. Yes, me, but I got my own stream. Streams through you. There's a new perspective on the breath you take in the morning, if you really think that way. If you truly believe as believers... As believers, you believe, it's funny that we have to even say that, but as believers, we carry the responsibility of his glory. The weight is what it's called, the weight of his glory. We carry that with us every single day. Everything that comes out of our mouth, every action that we have throughout the day, every way that we respond should be in mind of his glory is streaming through me. It's meant to. Rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned. That, that whole line there can mean or break forth with the light of a new day. I believe that today, remember, 
Remember how I I talked about when Apostle Damon came here. One of the things that he prophesied over this house that we were coming into a new day. Well, he said we're in a new day. But I do believe that this whole year of 2020 has been this this, uh, incubation process, this cocoon, if you will. And there are things that are taking place today that were prophesied exactly one year ago. It's some of the things that we're having to take hold of, having to step into, and one of those revelations is that this house is in a new day, and it cannot be a new day that looks like an old day. Uh, Mr. Ruben Sanchez came up to me last week after service, and he asked me a question. He said, you know, no, I'm not even going to start. I'm just going to say it normal. I'm not going to do an impression. (laughs) Whew, that would have been bad. Zach's laughing back there. But he said, you know, what, what are we? Because I've heard church, I've heard ecclesia, and now I'm hearing tribe. What in the world are we? And I said what could only be said in that statement is yes. Check, check, check. But there's significance, right? We, we, ecclesia and church are not even synonymous. Like we, we say that, like we're like, the Bible says church, but that's really ecclesia. They're actually two different things. You are in a church or a gym. It is a building. It is a place, a gathering place, usually for religious reasons that there's a, there's a building. It is a church building. There is an ecclesia, which is, which is us, yes. Ecclesia was... Yesterday morning when I sat with my wife and I declared over our day for our kids, there was an ecclesia taking place. Ecclesia was when I had lunch with friends and we started to talk about the glory of this new day. That, that was ecclesia. On Wednesday night when I gathered with the Call of the Wild group and we talked, that was an ecclesia. It was where two or more were gathered in his name and he was in the midst of them. It's upon this rock I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. That's a legislative body and there's such power in the ecclesia of Christ and that is who we are. We are not a church and this is not an ecclesia. Does that make sense? This is a church building or a gymnasium depending on if it's Tuesday night or Sunday morning. Wednesday night, sorry. Apparently one day it'll be a pickleball court. (laughs) You know what's hilarious is, I don't know, some of y'all won't get that, but when Henry Jordan was here, and they're not here right now, but uh, I'm sure they're going to be listening or listen later, but he talked about pickleball uh, one time at one of the meetings we were having, and I said, pickleball, that sounds ridiculous. I mean, Henry, he's like, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I was like, that sounds like, like what they play at, like maybe like a retirement home or like that's really old school, man. And he was like, dude, I'm not, I'm, I'm serious. It's a, it's a cool thing. So I look it up on my phone and literally the picture is a quite older man with shorts about to hear. And I said, the picture doesn't lie, my friend. However, since then, I've had to eat my words because I cannot tell you how many friends younger than me have been coming up to me and all I can hear is pickleball and how much fun pickleball is. And Henry recently shoved that one in my face and I said, I stand corrected. 
So pickleball, I make fun of it, but apparently we'll be all into it soon. It's the church, we are the ecclesia, but I believe, if you can believe with me, like this revelation of Yahweh to Abba, or let's start back further. I can't go too far, I'll fall off. God to Yahweh to Abba. But Yahweh is such a powerful revelation. Yes, so is Abba. And you know what? And so is God. It's the end and the beginning. It's cyclical. And a lot of times, see, I I can't stand when people say stuff like, you know, Yahweh is the same today and forever. Yes, that's very true. That's biblical. Yet, do you think he's shown you every single side of his face? The creator of all creation, the most creative being in heaven and earth or ever existed. He is why we exist. He is everything and all and everything. And everything, and you know him completely. Religion is, my boys can't be listening, stupid. And when he shows you a side of him that you go, oh, I don't know, rejoice because he's showing you a new side of his being that you don't even know yet. Why did I get into that? So the tribe. So I believe there was the church. And we knew it as a church and the church is good. And if someone says, do you go to a church? Please do not correct them and say, no, we're an ecclesia. Okay. No, I mean, we're a tribe. We're a tribe. That's what we are. They'll say, you are a cult. <laughs> I haven't been called that before. We're a culture. Culture shifters. Yes, for sure. Church to an ecclesia to a tribe. All are important. I'm thankful that there is, a, there is a gathering place, a church that we can come to that might leak a little bit, but it's okay. We're working on it, but we come here and we have a place to gather. It's beautiful. That's awesome. I rejoice in the fact that there is authority in my words. And I think that we need to come into the realization, the actualization, that there is power within our words. And when we come together or when we speak to another person within this place or someone else, another believer, understand he is there in the midst. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose. Why? Business, uh, b- big CEOs or successful people always talk about the time that they meditate thinking about themselves. They, they, they also get in the mirror and they tell themselves who they are in the mornings. There's these normal practices that they get up and they do these things that they rehearse who they are. Why? Because they go through some of the same emotional things that we go through, but they're convinced of one thing and that's who they are. And they rehearse that. And they don't speak negatively about themselves. They get rid of this imposter syndrome type thing where they they believe something that's contrary to what's actually happening around them. And they see themselves for the power that they have and how others see them, right? 
And we have to come out of this imposter syndrome of we're just not, it doesn't matter if I say this. It doesn't matter if I sling things around or if I talk negatively about the earth. I, I recently talked to some friends and I said, guys, let's get away from ever, if you do this at all, get away from ever speaking something about how Panama City is ugly. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Every time you speak over your land, make sure that it's the glory of Yahweh. Well, you want to know why? Because I believe in the power of your tongue. I believe that's biblical and I believe that you have power in your tongue. And I want us to continually speak to this city, speak to this land that we've been given and speak beauty over it. Speak glory over it. Feel the responsibility of you. It's Christ in you. Yeah, oh, come on. It's Christ in we're going to say you because it's the scripture. All right, ready? It's Christ in you. Thank you, guys. Now let's say it's Christ in me. Ready? Christ in me. Is the hope, the joy-filled expectation for good of his glory. We mention it probably every other week, but the story of Yeshua sleeping in the bottom of the boat and his disciples are freaked out because there's a storm coming. He goes down, wakes up Yeshua. They, Yeshua comes up and he calms the storm, peace be still, and then he rebukes them and say, you have no faith. Let's think about that for a second. I was scared. I came to you, Jesus, Yeshua, the Savior, Prayer's relationship, I talked to you, you came up and did what you promised to do and you calmed the storm. Why am I of little faith? Bill Johnson says it best. He says, because there are some things that Yahweh wants to do through you and not for you. And Yeshua is standing in a day where he's saying, he told, tells them continuously throughout scripture that there will be a day where the son of man is not presently before your eyes and you still have to remember the unseen you still have to remember the power that you possess and I need you to know that if you're in my presence you walk with the same spirit and you have the same authority so don't wield it carelessly and I've, I, I feel like I feel like we have been a very careless generation with the power of the tongue. Not everybody, and I'm not even saying necessarily you in this room. I'm talking about the church at large. See, we come in here on a Sunday morning and we treat it as like a drugstore. This, this day, you know, really like our, our day, our gathering should not be as much about that like hospital thing that we talk about as much as there is some of that. Sometimes you need edification and building up and I'm all for that. Sometimes there's going to be this prayer and healing and this service is going to be amazing and those things are great. Those are amazing environments. But for those that 
walk every single day in relationship with him, this should not look like a hospital. This should look like a celebration. This should look like a place where where we come in and rejoice at the words he's given us. We rejoice over the things he's spoken over us throughout the week. We rejoice over the healing that took place in our car on the way to work. We rejoice in the healing that took place over you laying your hands on your kids. The tribe is this. Tribe, in ancient culture, when it was first originated, the the word was actually families, smaller subsets called bands that came together as a tribe, and that tribe was an influence of nations. Because they were so, they they had their own bands, they had their own culture within the culture. They were not all uh, completely the same. They didn't just look completely the same. There were so many different facets of the tribe under order altogether, but still different facets that didn't look the same and and, and that, that, but they all had a responsibility within the ultimate tribe. Let me give you an analogy. A stream, a band, a stream makes, comes together with other streams to make a river that actually changes the land. And there's this, we've gotten this church thing completely wrong. And I believe it's time to flip this thing around. The only way that you do that is say, rise up in splendor and be radiant for your new day. Your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. There has got to be a responsibility on us as bands as families, and, and I, I'm speaking to myself and my, my wife over here, there has to, we've started to do things, uh, like, like I said, ecclesia over our own household. To, to not just say like, you know, it's just, I'm gonna wake up tired, I'm gonna do this, whatever. We, we are intentional. It's how Yahweh spoke to us. It doesn't mean that there's this blueprint for this thing. This is, we are Holy Spirit led. We are led by the impulses of Holy Spirit, Right? but of how to govern our family. And we wake up, instead of waking up so tired, we wake up and we start the day together and we're listening to music, uh, worship music, because that just feels good. If it's country music for you, go for it. But we listen to to music that just puts our hearts in a posture of this is about him and not us. And we just want to glorify him from the first breath we take in the morning. And then we get together, we join together and we speak over our family, we speak over our day, we speak over our week. And that seems like this little thing. And we fail a lot at it. There's plenty of times where I just needed to watch the end of that game and I wake up and the first breath is not quite glorifying. But we are, we, we, we are intentional to try to make these things that we're responsible for our ecclesia at our house with our friends, 
I want to be better about the things that I speak. It doesn't mean you can't speak about the game, you can't talk, whatever. But like, I want to be intentional that we take time when I gather with others to speak into this earth and to this land because where two or more are gathered, there he is in the midst of us. I think it's so powerful to not lose the opportunity of you're together right now. Let's speak some things into existence and know that you're a part of a river. There is something very powerful about tending to your stream at home, the ecclesia, but there's something very nation-shaking, earth-shifting about a tribe that comes together, that there's people that aren't sitting here looking for the pastor to be a pill popper or a pill pusher to make sure that you feel good for the week, but that, he's, that I'm actually here to edify and to fan the flame that's already there in existence. We're not working from negative five each week. You know, negative 10. And again, it's okay. This isn't condemnation for you. It doesn't mean that every single time you walk into these doors and into this church that we have to just be at 100% going crazy. That will be great. And there is gonna be a day. But, But I do not want us to slip into this trap of making Sunday morning making Sunday morning the place where we start to feel better. So, so it doesn't really matter if, if the music's good. Y'all were great. I'm not saying that because of that. Y'all are awesome. But it doesn't really matter if the music's good or the teaching's exactly what you think it should be or how you feel. You just know that you're with a tribe and you know that there's a word he's been speaking to you. And I know some of the people that are absolutely very, very intentional about writing throughout the week and seeing what Abba's speaking to them. And more times than not, this is what they do. They come up to me afterwards and they say, exactly what you said today. Well, what does that do? Well, what's the point of me? It's because I'm fanning the flame and I'm saying, you're hearing what I'm hearing and we're coming together as a river. And because your stream is streaming with my stream, we can bring the glory of Yahweh into this place because we're speaking what he's speaking. And we feel the responsibility as if you were up here. Because you might not be up here, but you are out there. I haven't gotten past verse one. Rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. I think it would be wise for us to find something to put in front of us throughout the week and say Yahweh's glory streams through me. Every single time, Yahweh's glory, I have always set the Lord before me. Not part of the time, not when I feel good, not whenever I woke up tired or I woke up chippy, whatever it might be, chipper, whatever it might be, however you feel, there's still the responsibility. It doesn't matter about the emotional state that you're in. It matters about the call. And his plan will surely come to pass. And it's either going to be where it, it, it depends on what, we, what responsibility we're willing to take as a generation to see what measure of that inheritance is released in our day. It's the meek that shall inher- inherit the earth. They're, they're passionate, under order, bridled by the Holy Spirit. 
but they inherit. They don't take things by force. They inherit the earth. This earth is our inheritance. Speak kindly over it. Speak beauty over it. Speak glory over it. Let his glory stream. I feel this this morning, and I don't know who it's convicting except for me that I'm going to continue to speak glory when I'm walking by. I remember I sent Apostle Ball this email a long time ago. I was in Poland. My wife's family's from Poland. I got to go over there to do some work with her cousin. Y'all have heard that story before, but I remember one of the cool things about Poland, at least where she's from, there's like these fields everywhere when I was there. There was these fields, farmland, and they just had this, the, the like wheat kind of stuff like going over, just like you would see in like the gladiator or something like that. You know, it was just beautiful fields. And I remember walking through them by myself and kind of doing the whole, you know, pretending I'm in a movie and my hands going across the wheat like that. I could see myself in slow motion. But I was speaking over that land, and I'm not from that land, but my wife and her family are. And I was just speaking and praying in the Spirit over this land. And we got to see our responsibility as not something little. Amen. I'll say it for you. Verse 2, look carefully. Man, y'all have had verse 2 up there the whole time? Man. You just put it up? You're good. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth and thick clouds cover the nations. Today. Now don't let that political side of you rise up. Yes, yes, they do. Yep. No, I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about areas where his glory hasn't quite streamed from you yet. Not from a political party or anything else. I'm talking about you today. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me today. There was 120 in the upper room. doesn't take a nation to move one. It takes a tribe. It takes a you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth and thick clouds cover the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. I love how many times it says you. Look carefully. Look carefully. I don't, I wouldn't uh, advise you to do this, but I like to look at the weather channel a lot because I try to take myself away from the social media stuff as much as I can. I just, especially anything news related, but I I like to to look at the weather and just see what the week's going to be like. But some of the headlines on those things, my gosh, you would think we were donezo tomorrow. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But one of the things I clicked on it was the all the storms going on on the earth and 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 in in our nation and Texas and all those people. We absolutely pray for them. And um, I don't say this. I say this in a in an analogy sense more than I say it in the sense of like. 
there's any bad going on there and there's good. That's not what I'm saying. But one of the things that spoke to me is they're, uh, <laughs> they said uh, they're playing this video and they're showing all these terrible snowstorms. And they're saying, we know the country's waiting for this dark gloom and for all these clouds and everything. And I had just read this to, to get released and you still got some time before it's probably going to be May and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they go, but Florida... As usual, the sunshine state is radiant and it's beautiful there. And we know a lot of people are trying to make it that way. And Yahweh just used that little, little thing, little thing to say, your land is my delight. Your land doesn't mean the earth isn't. And whoever lives in Texas, that's still his delight. But in context of what I've been reading and what I'm seated in, Yahweh's saying, you are seated in sunshine. You are, you are radiant to the rest. Look carefully, darkness blankets the earth and thick clouds cover the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. It's his glory, but it appears over you. And nations will be attracted to your radiant light. And kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. Lift up your eyes higher. Look all around you and believe. Look all around you and come into agreement with this. Look all around you. Lift up your eyes higher. He's not talking about this as much as he's talking about this. A dimension shift. A stepping from this knowledge into a greater, higher knowledge. It, it, kind of like that which is not seen. For your sons are returning home, for your sons are returning from far away, and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they gather together, eager to come back to you. He's not here this morning, and I don't know if he would have issue with me sharing this. Is my, no, my phone's right here. I don't think he'd have issue. It's about us, so it's all good. I can't tell you how many people have sent me dreams over the past week to two weeks. It's because the nature was released. The dreamers are being stirred. Henry Jordan said, last night I had a dream. Myself and a few others are walking outside when we began to see a mass of young people coming over the hill in front of us. Our first reaction was caution, then something told me to invite them closer. As they came face to face with us, we realized they were kind young people, nice looking and dressed in a peculiar clothing. One looked like he was from a Star Wars film. And when I said, I, I say this, but when I, when, I, when I think of that, I think of literally like someone now who's like a Star Wars fan with like a Star Wars t-shirt or dressed like 
I don't know, Chewbacca or something, but he's actually saying like the nomadic kind of dress, that wandering in the desert kind of dress. We began talking and realized they were believers. I asked them what denomination and they didn't seem to know at first. We thought they were Mormons or some other denomination, but they said no. Then as I felt a unity with them, I began to share my testimony. There were tears and laughing and rejoicing over what Yahweh has done. Then at the end, one guy remembered. He said, we are from the rock. It was as if they were a like people from a different tribe that actually shared our nature, I mean name. That actually shared our name, he says. We know the revelation of name is they shared our nature. This morning as I pondered my dream, I believe this group of people are the ones that are coming to be a part of this tribe. Holy Spirit is preparing them and we should be prepared for them. Now, what's that? Is that unto this church growing? No, I don't. I honestly, I, I love this. I want it to be prosperous, but I know it's prosperous. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really, I, I, we've arrived, in my opinion, because I feel his presence growing every single day of my life. And I see it on your faces. I hear it in your testimonies. He's stirring something new. And for me, that is success. So this is not under that, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a secondary consequence of us being seated in the place of us being us. For your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together, eager to come back to you. This is powerful right here. We'll end on, on this, not everything, but we're gonna end this part of the service on this, then you will see with understanding, then you will see with understanding. When? When you become you. When you come into agreement. When you believe it's his glory that streams through you and not a pastor, bishop, apostle, elder. You. Then you will, see under, you will see with understanding and be radiant. Your heart will be thrilled and swell with joy. The fullness of the sea will flow to you and the wealth of nations will be transferred to you. This is what that means. Dr. Simmons in his footnotes in the Passion Translation says this about verse 5. Or as you understand, you will sparkle. The Hebrew word nehar can also be translated flow together. As you understand, you will flow together. As you are a stream, you will start to flow together with the tribe and become a river. That's what I really believe about all this stuff. As you step into you, we will step into us. I've withheld what I believe 
our new name will be because I don't, that, that's not even about the name as much as it's about the nature. And I believe that we have not stepped into who we are. And until we, Joseph, step into who we are and the true nature, this can't be identified. Because our identity comes from us. The ecclesia at home and the tribe together. Also the ecclesia, also the church. I probably just confused Reuben more whenever I talked to him. He kind of walked away with a smile and a wave. As you understand, you will sparkle. As you understand, you will sparkle. You remember whenever I talked to you about the story of my dad, I've, I've mentioned it a couple times, but that there was something about him separating himself in the way that he did where Abba came to him in a secret place moment and told him, I'm about to cause you to remember. And that revelation to him stirred something in him. And I can only describe it honestly is that he was sparkling when I saw him. And my dad, he's hilarious, he's awesome. I would not describe him as a sparkler. <laughs> but he sparkled. What do, what do I mean by that? He, he had a different radiance about him. There was something in the unseen that all of a sudden came to life. And then he started to remember who he was. Then you will see with understanding and be radiant. As you understand, you will sparkle and flow together as a tribe. Isaiah 62. We do have coffee because I'm not sparkling this morning, it doesn't feel like. <laughs> but it's good and it's important. Sixty-two says this: For Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? What does that mean to you? What is Zion? What is Jerusalem? I want to jump over to before we keep going on that. I'm going to go to Isaiah sixty-five, verse seventeen. I think I gave you this, guys. I'm not sure, but either way, you'll be all right. Listen to me. The title of this is a new world order. All of you conspiracy theorists just jumped whenever I said that. Because that's what everybody's worried about is the new world order coming to pass. I'm rejoicing about the new world order coming to pass, but we're talking about two different new world orders and one surely will come to pass and one couldn't come to pass no matter how hard it tried. A new world order. Look, I am creating an entirely, entirely new heavens and a new earth. They will be so wonderful that no one will even think about the old ones anymore. As you wait for the reality of what I am creating, be filled with joy and unending gladness. Well, that scares me because is he talking about he's literally going to change the, we're going to have to move to a new earth or we're going to die and there's going to be a new earth. Like, what is it? All these humanly things go through our minds. But he, I love how he says this. And going back to Stone's word last week, as you wait, whirl in the dance. The chapter before this talks about us being the clay and him being the potter. He makes something so different. Think about clay. If, if you ever saw a pot that was made, 
that had been sculpted and then water had been added and the potter decided, you know what, I'm going to do something different. And he shaped it back into that clay and then made a cup. Would you say that thing was brand new? Yes, but it's a completely different new thing from the same, same substance. Thank you, Shiloh. So it's, a, uh, it's a new thing from the same substance. Revelation talks about the new heavens and new earth, and it actually says that it will be Emmanuel, it'll be God with us, that he will dwell among his people. And then there's another translation that says he will dwell among human beings. Humans. This is a new day in a new world order where people believe in who they are so much and they remember so much about the unseen, about the before you were you, you were you. And they start going back to that place through relationship and we start to inherit a new earth. Look, I'm creating an entirely new heavens and a new earth. They will be so wonderful. No one will even think about the old ones anymore. As you wait, whirl in the dance bind together and stand on tiptoe for the reality of what I am creating, you will be filled with joy and unending gladness. Look, I am ready to create Jerusalem, a source of sheer joy and her people an absolute delight. We are the new Jerusalem. This is an old language. His people, we are the new Jerusalem. Those that have Christ within us and are streaming his glory. This is the earthly part of this whole deal. We are the new Jerusalem. I will rejoice in this new Jerusalem and find great delight in my people. You will no longer hear the sound of weeping or cries of distress. No baby will die in infancy there. And everyone will live out their their full lifespan. We're not talking about heaven because we're talking about a lifespan. (laughs) but you want to talk about the new world order here. And the earth wants to talk about the new world order and all these wicked people that they know every single little thing about. And we know so much more. I'm going to say it every single week. We know so much more about the darkness. We believe so much more in their power than we believe in the light that's streaming through us. (laughs) the savior of the world, that he loved the cosmos so much he gave us his son. But yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a more powerful new world order. I will rejoice in this new Jerusalem and find great delight in my people. You will no longer hear the sound of weeping or cries of distress. Somebody's going to have to restore hope to the people. That's going to be us. I will rejoice in this new Jerusalem and find great delight in my people. You will no longer hear the sound of weeping or cries of distress. No baby will die in infancy there and everyone will live out their full lifespan. For when centurions die, they will be considered youngsters. Centenarians, my bad. They will be considered youngsters. And anyone who dies earlier 
will be considered of no account. People will build their own houses to live in and they will not be taken over by someone else. They will plant their own vineyards to enjoy and they will, they will not be confiscated by someone else. They will live long lives like age-old trees, mighty oaks. And my chosen ones will enjoy to the fullest the work of their hands throughout their lives. They will neither work in vain for someone else nor will their children face disaster. Nor will their children face disaster for they will be children and grandchildren who are blessed by Yahweh. Before they even call out to me, I will answer them. Before they've finished telling me what they need, I'll have already heard. The wolf and the lamb will graze side by side and the lion will eat straw like an ox and the serpent's food will be dust. There will be neither violence nor murder on my entire holy mountain of Zion, which is the heavens, the heavenly mountain of God, says Yahweh. So with that in context in mind of the new earth and the new heaven, for Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? Because he streams through me. I am the new earth. Are y'all following me this morning? For Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? I will keep interceding until her righteousness breaks forth like the blazing light of dawn, like our new day, and her salvation like a burning torch. Nations will see your victory vindication, and every king will witness your blinding radiance. You will be called by a brand new name given to you from the mouth of Yahweh himself. Since you guys don't believe me, I can feel it. Dr. Simmons, 62, verse 2, says a new name signifies this, a new nature. <laughs> not, not just an identifier, but a new nature. Amen. Amen. A new nature. A new character. in a new authority. So I know it can be confusing because it's like, well, so we're talking about a nature, but you're going by Joseph and, you know, we have to go by Abba and it's all confusing. We're a tribe and all these things. Don't get caught up in all that. Sometimes, do you remember, do you remember uh, the prophet that was here with Damon and his name was Bobby Limley? He's a brother. He's awesome. He's one of the, very uh, exact, like melt your face off type of prophets that you'll hear. And he just has these little pearls of wisdom he throws out there. And one of the things he did is he came up and he started to talk about the top of the key. Well, Damon had talked about the top of the key, but he and, and bash us for not having a three-point line. Now we got two, so I can't wait for him to come back. The top of the key. And he said, I believe that the that Abba, the name of Abba is the key that unlocks the nature of the Papa God, of the Father. 
And I, and I believe what's taken place for me, and I know it's weird, it's strange. It's more weird for me than it is for you. I promise you that. It's more weird for my wife than it is for you. I can swear to you about that. But at the end of the day, I've sold out to what I believe I'm supposed to do. And that is follow the impulses of Holy Spirit. And when he speaks, I'm like the horse that can't sit still at the sound of the trumpet. When that thing goes off, I say to myself, for Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? Because this ain't about today. It's not about this, this earth. It's about the new earth. This isn't about the, the, the way I perceive heaven today as much as it is about how I will see it through the new earth. So for Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? How can I remain quiet when my promise is that babies won't die before they're supposed to. <laughs> you, see, you see, you feel the flame? Do you feel the flame? Do you feel the fire and the passion behind this? What we need to feel as streams in our own homes. And we will come together and celebrate his goodness. You'll be called by a brand new name given to you from the mouth of Yahweh himself. You will be a beautiful crown held high in the hand of Yahweh, a royal crown of splendor held in the open palm of your God. You will never again be called the abandoned one, nor will your land be called deserted. That land is not deserted, and that land is not ugly, and that land might not have leaves, but it does. It's just unseen. That land might not have trees, but it does. It's just unseen. And that land might not have glory like it should yet, but it does. It's just unseen. And I am the vessel that that unseen becomes reality. Reality. But you will be called my delight is in you, in your land, my beloved wife. Let's not speak ill of his beloved wife. (laughs) Meaning he's coming to covenant with our land. Be careful what you have to say about it. Make sure it's not contrary to what he's saying about it. This, 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 this word, you will be, my delight is in you, Hephzibah. If you've heard Damon's teaching on this, no one could say it better than him. But Hephzibah, my delight is in you. I believe that we have a knowledge-based thing of Yahweh loves us. I believe we've come to this place of Abba, He's a good father. He loves us. He does. He cares about us. He loves us. He loves us. Does he like us? You know how you say that about people? You're like, I sure do love them. But I can't tell you that I like them. I love them because I know I love them. Because I have to. Because they're brothers and sisters in Christ. But I don't know if I like them. Get that junk out, he says. But we've said this before, but 
we are fickle. He's not. Right? We're back and forth sometimes. But he's not. And he doesn't just love you because he created you. He literally looks at you and says, that is my delight. That before, before you were you, you were you. And I, I was the one with you. And I know you. And that is my delight. Come on. That can't be happening. That is my delight. I don't just like you, I'm delighted in you. Every moment you breathe, I delight in you. Hefzibah. It doesn't have to be a new name fad because I feel that there's a name that needs to unlock a nature within me or a name here that needs to unlock a nature. You know what your name is? Hefzibah. My delight is in you. And that will unlock some things about your nature that you only knew before you became you. As a young man marries the woman he loves, verse 5, so your builder sons will marry you. As the bridegroom finds joy in his union with his bride, so will your God take joy in his union with you. Verse 6, again, I don't, I don't know if I gave this to you guys, but it just it hits me, so I'm going to keep going with it. Jerusalem, I have stationed intercessors on your walls who never will be silent day or night. You reminders of Yahweh take no rest and tirelessly give God no rest until he firmly establishes D- Jerusalem and makes her the praise of all the earth. Do you know what this says about the intercessors? Yahweh calls them the rememberers. Those that stand watchful on the walls and continue to intercede and speak as he speaks over this earth are called rememberers. Why? Because they're calling to fruition that which was unseen. That which the eye doesn't see and ear has not heard. When I talk about this to, to other people, when I talk about the sound that we're supposed to have, the, the vibe we're supposed to have, the vibe in the tribe as Ben calls, Benjamin calls it, 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 there's this, it's hard to describe because we've never seen it before. And we can't look at this as something else and we can't listen to other songs and be like that's how we should sound we got to start to and I've spoken to these guys and they're doing this and it's amazing start to write out of this house and start to speak our words and sing our songs and hear our sound I don't mean sound I mean our nature and they're doing it and we're hearing it and we're speaking it For Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? I will keep interceding until her righteousness breaks forth like a blazing light of dawn and her salvation like a 
burning torch. Nations will see your victory vindication and every king will witness your blinding radiance. She will be called by a brand new name. That name is Hephzibah. Why is it important? What's, what's the, you know, what, what's this, this whole identity thing? You know, we talk about identity constantly in church and everybody's talking about the identity and your identity in Christ and identity and I, apparently I don't know my identity and, and, and it's just that's what we're searching for always is our identity. Well, what, what's, what's the point? Why? Romans 8, I'm going to start at 20 says, for against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now, say now. Say now. But now, with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. To this day, say this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in contractions of labor for childbirth. And it's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly Grown as we passionately long to experience our full status of God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed, sparkling. Yes. Sparkling and flowing together. That will be the physical transformation. You'll go to somebody, I, Jonathan, you couldn't have said it better this morning. You, you told me the story about Josiah, and I thought that was amazing. So, all of creation is groaning that the sons be revealed. I didn't finish what I was saying to you, but you guys keep laughing, so I just keep strong me to you guys. These guys literally every single week, every week, they, they love me, but <laughs> they'll have some kind of thing of how I tripped up on words or I said whatever. They, fought, they started with, man, you were awesome, that powerful word, but did you see, hear when you said this? It was hilarious. Or did you see when you were doing it? It was hilarious. But you know what, brother? You are, that was amazing. So good. But Jonathan said this. He said, uh, this morning he said, you know, I saw my son dancing and, and, and Tamara just said, I, what were the words exactly? It makes me happy to see how free he is. And Jonathan said, I want to walk, I want to be like a child to a degree that someone looks at me and says, it makes me happy to see how free he is. What a powerful, life-changing statement for that to be the goal. I'll get personal real quick with uh, my my. My middle boy, Leo the Lion, he recently this week has had kind of like we've trying to been figure, trying to figure out he's acted a little different and we found out that he's kind of had some issues with two of his friends at school. Like just, it's more of his own perception of it. But Leo, one of the things that just kills him is if he feels any kind of rejection. You wouldn't think that about Leo. You would think he'd be the one to be like, 
you know, push his way around everything and do whatever, but he's, he's very, very sensitive. And his, at the core of him, he wants to be included. He wants, he wants attention. He wants, he needs those things and he, it hurts his heart to feel rejected. And there were some things going on that, that caused him to feel rejected and to feel uh, less than, or he, he, he used terms that basically of what people were saying about him. I don't necessarily know that they were saying that about him. They probably weren't. All kids say whatever, but it was more of the fact that this feeling was how he was receiving it. It was making him feel this way. And when I heard, he, he, his teacher recently called because he was, he just had come up to her, sat down during recess and just started sobbing. No, nothing happened. No one did anything. He just sat down and was sobbing. And I can tell you that as a father and as a mother, we basically fought over the phone who's getting there first. Because all I wanted to do is look into his eyes and tell him how amazing he was and is and how that's not true because I know you, son, and I delight in you, son, and this is who you are. You are Leonardo. You are bold as a lion. From the day you were born, you were full of joy. And even before then, when he knew you. So... He cares so much that we get this identity thing, that we step into that. What's the identity? Hephzibah, I delight in you. You are my stream of glory. You need to take what you have to say, bind it, put it under, put it under some restriction and care about the things coming out of your mouth, the things that are streaming from you. And the things that you're allowing to stream into you. So, so far we have creation that's groaning for us to be revealed. For time's sake, I'm going to skip ahead because we've gone through this before and you can read Romans 8 all the way through and it will not hurt you. It'll be great. But ultimately we have the earth Holy Spirit himself and Yeshua himself, all groaning and travailing with utterance that, utterances that can't even be spoken with such care. They're in, inter, they're in intercession. They're rememberers on our behalf. And they're all standing there that we get it because we are the hope. We are the hope of glory. And y'all are way quieter than I expected this morning. This stuff, you'll listen to it later maybe and scream. This is the thing. Let me get natural real quick on this place is that this, the earth right now is in this place, this whole like identity thing. And I don't speak about this kind of stuff a lot, but I feel like I need to speak about this kind of stuff. Because this generation needs to know. And this is not something to just pass off and say whatever. This world is confused about, about if a man is a man and a woman's a woman. A potato's a potato. 
a Mr. Potato or a Mrs. Potato. There's a scripture in Corinthians, I can't remember exactly which one it is at the moment, but it says this, and this, and I, I, I'm, ladies, y'all, y'all are, I think, a lot of times naturally tender and naturally step in boldly to the faith. But men, because I'm looking around right now and I see so many more women, which I'm so thankful for, than I do even see men, which I want to see. Why? Because we need men who are tender-hearted and not feminine. That's going to allow the women to express the fullness of who they are. And them being who they are is going to help us to express the fullness of who we are. Because married together, we actually express the nature and the image of Yahweh, not apart from one another. But there's a scripture in Corinthians that says this to the men. It says, be watchful. In your day, at your home, gentlemen, be watchful of what comes in and what goes out of your mouth, of your house. It says, be watchful. Stand firm in your faith. Don't be, let, let's guys, let's not be the wishy-washy back and forth guys. The only way we're that is because our gaze has been turned away from what it was supposed to be looking at all along. Him, his eyes, his gaze. Do not be the political back and forth person that the rest of the world is because he's called us to be men and stand firm. It says, be watchful, stand firm in your faith and listen to this, act like men. (sighs) That is not inclusive. No, it's not. And yes, it is. Because if she's not radiant and she's not who she is, I'll never be who I'm supposed to be. And if I'm never who I'm supposed to be, she will never be radiant in who she's supposed to be. So speak over yourself, men in this generation and over those boys over there, they are men. There's no confusion. There's no doubt. There's no back and forth. And I don't care what the world says. I speak over those boys that they are wild men, that they are wild, 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 untapped, untethered, just completely raw, wild boys being raised in this tribe. How do you act like a man? Be firm in your faith. More firm than anybody else. Be firm in your faith. Act like men. And don't complain about this world being all flip-floppy and everything else if you are not acting like a man. And I don't mean because you eat raw steak and because you can build a campfire. I mean because you as a man are standing firm in your faith and are more tender and on fire than anybody else around you. That's what a man looks like. A man looks like these two guys who are on their face Sunday after Sunday in tears 
because they're so on fire that they're radiating streams of light. They're acting like a man. Mm, 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 I shouldn't have stayed on verse one for so long. Man, I have so much more. I, I, don't, I'm, I don't feel to keep going anyways. But I guess my point today, there's a lot of points, so I'm not going to give a point. But as cliche as all of this sounds, none of this streaming, none of this glory, none of this tribe stuff, none of this reality of the kingdom, none of this new earth, new heaven, none of that comes to pass if you're not radiating the light from sitting in the presence of Yahweh. It's relational. That, that is, that's how it works. It's, it's intentional relationship not religious relationship, not conceptual relationship, not just thinking about like, well, I know I need this, and then we come in here with our tanks empty. I'm telling you, we are called to radiate light, not just me, and not just the two of them, and not just Benjamin. If you're going to call me, a, don't call me a dreamer and never dream. Right? Don't, don't put that, well, Joseph, he's, no, he's calling the tribe Joseph, yes. you know, amazing dreams Aunt Cheryl sent me, Lindsay, you're not timid, you're not shy, you're a dreamer and you're a lion and you need to step into that full anointing of Hephzibah. His delight is completely in you. And every single time he gives you a dream, every single time he speaks to you, it's not, well, that's just for me. It's no, this tribe needs to hear you. This tribe needs your radiance. And this earth needs your radiant light that's streaming from you in amazing, powerful ways. And I could go to each and every single one of you. Don't clap for her without clapping for yourself. And don't call him a worshiper and don't be a worshiper yourself. You have got to step, we have got to step in. This is a different place. This is a different call. This is a new day and it has dawned. Full fruition. We are called to stream his glory and to start to bring into reality a new earth, a new Jerusalem. That's too, that's too big. No, it's not. I would have lost heart lest I had believed. That's right. Lest I'd have believed, I'd have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that he would dwell among human beings, that his presence would be so tangible that when I walk into a store, it radiates off of me because I'm seated in it. Otherwise, it'll be a Amen. Yes. Glory. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you what, I ain't the pastor of that crap. I'm not going to do that. We're raising lions in this house. And we're not going to just be sitting around, dragging our feet, looking depressed. We're going to be radiating his glory. And if we need to just get that right here in the beginning, we'll get it right here in the beginning so that one day, 
the fruit that's produced off of the pruned tree is going to be immaculate and amazing and powerful. Doesn't mean that we all have to do this all the time and rejoice and do all, but come in filled, 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 sit. And you don't, it's, it's so simple to just be filled, to just sit in his presence. It's what he wants. He's delighted in you. And all I want for my boys to do and my girl to do is to sit with me and to love on me and me get to love on them. And I want them to be happy and radiant. And I want them to know who they are. Hephzibah, my delight is in them. That's what I want them to know always and forever and that Abba Papa God loves them and they are who they are because he knew them before he formed them. Amen. Let's stand. Let's lift our hands. And receive this. Rise up in splendor and be radiant. For your light has dawned. Your new day has dawned. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Rise up in splendor and be radiant. For your light has dawned. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully Because darkness blankets the earth and thick clouds cover the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. So lift up your eyes higher. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting door. Because the king of glory wants to stream through you. Lift up your eyes higher, look all around you and believe for your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together eager to come back to you. Then you will see with understanding and be radiant. Your heart will be thrilled and swell with joy. The fullness of the sea will flow to you and the wealth of nations will be transferred to you. Amen. That's my prayer over us today, over this tribe. Y'all have a great week. I love you. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.